From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, migraines and the retina. The temporal quadrant retinal nerve fiber layer thickness was significantly thinner in migraine patients compared with that of age-matched healthy type. First this. As seen from here reaches ophthalmologists in 98 countries, transfers more than half a terabit of podcasts every month. But the potential audience is much larger. Please tell your colleagues about this free resource, Flattening the Ophthalmic World. And while you're at it, let your residents and fellows know about Open Ophthalmology, a free basic science video podcast, already a force in ophthalmic education with 1,800 viewers watching 6,000 video lectures every month. Information wants to be free. Help me give it away. If migraines are a neurovascular phenomenon and the retina is a neurovascular structure, couldn't migraines affect the retina? I don't mean in terms of ocular or ophthalmic migraines. I mean a genuine histopathological effect. Antonio Martinez has just published results of a study investigating this question, I'm delighted to have him as my guest today. Antonio Martinez, welcome to A Scene From Here. What are the clinical criteria for the diagnosis of migraine? Well, we use the criteria of the International Classification of Headache Disorder. In fact, the second edition of the International Classification of Headache Disorders. As you know, this uh, international uh, classification identifies chronic migraine as a pathological entity that occurs about 15 days per month for more than three months in the absence of medications. Well, as you know, migraine is divided into major subtypes, migraine without aura and migraine with aura. Migraine without aura is characterized by at least five attacks of recurrent headache lasting anywhere from four to 72 hours and migraine with aura characterized by recurrent attacks of reversible focal neurological symptoms that usually develop gradually over 5 to 20 minutes and last about 60 minutes, one hour, and followed by headache or not that fulfill the same criteria as migraine without aura. What happens pathophysiologically during a migraine? What causes the aura and what the pain? Well, as you know, the concept of migraine is very complicated. That migraine has engendered numerous ideas on its pathophysiology. Nevertheless, there is still considerable uncertainty regarding its exact pathophysiology. We know that there is evidence that episodes of migraine with aura are initiated by a focal reduction in cerebral blood flow, which occurs most commonly in the posterior region of one hemisphere. In some cases, the hyperperfusion may be confined to or start in another area of the brain or even the retina. And this hypoperfusion is a result of vasospasm? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's due to a vasospasm. And then what is it that actually causes the pain of the headache? 
Well, it, it seems that the, but the pain is due to um, edema, the edema after the vasospasm. The vasospasm and the aura are transient, but is there evidence of a lasting effect of these vasospastic episodes? Well, um, as you know, although the vasospasm of cerebral and retrobulbar blood vessels is a transient phenomenon, the chronic nature of the disease might be a risk factor for structural abnormalities of the brain and perhaps the retina. As you know, a marked reduction of blood supply to an organ leads to an infection. But if blood flow is reduction is less extensive and reversible, a so-called reperfusion injury occurs. Reperfusion damage refers to damage to tissues caused when blood supply returns to the tissue after a period of ischemia. Antonio, what was the purpose of your study? Well, the main purpose of the study was to investigate the retinal nerve fiber layer thickness measured by OCT in migraine patients. Can I get you to describe the design of your study? Well, uh, this study was designed as a prospective, cross-sectional, and observational study. What were your outcome measures? What parameters did you measure? Well, we, we measured uh, two different variables, ophthalmological uh, variables and migraine variables. The main outcome of the, of the study was the retinal nerve fiber layer thickness. But we also measure the optic nerve head by stereo photographs and measure the visual field using a frequency doubling technology in FDT. As regards the migraine variables, we measure the disability by means and disability questionnaire, the migraine disability assessment score, the MIDAS score. How many patients participated in the study? And what were your inclusion and exclusion criteria? Well, we screened 84 patients who had previously been diagnosed as having migraine with or without aura, according to the criteria of the Headache International Society. In addition, we included 56 control subjects. And the mean, the main, sorry, the main inclusion and exclusion criteria was patients older than 18 years Migraine patients were required to have a clinical diagnosis of migraine with or without aura, and control subjects were required to have had fewer than three headaches in the past year and to have never experienced migraine. The, ma- the main exclusion criteria was presence of any form of glaucoma or ocular hypertension, and patients previously treated with argon laser trabeculoplasty and or intraocular surgery interventions, even patients with progressive retinal or optic nerve disease due to any cause, diabetes, systemic hypertension, neurological disorders, and so on. What were your findings? Did the migranous patients have different retinal nerve fiber layer thicknesses from the controls? Uh, yes. Because we found that the retinal nerve fiber layer thickness in the temporal quadrant was significantly lower in the eyes with migraine. However, we did not find any difference in the other variables studied: the basal field or the age or the optic nerve head were similar between migraineers and contraceptives. Only the retinal nerve fiber layer thickness 
was thinner in the patient with migraine. Did the number of migraine attacks correlate with the mean retinal nerve fiber layer thickness? Was there a dose response? Yes. In this study, we found a strong correlation between the average thickness and the MITAS score and even the number of attacks. Then it seems that there, there is a dose response in the migraine patients. Did the migraine patients with a history of aura have different retinal nerve fiber layer thicknesses to the migraine patients without a history of aura? Yes, yes. The retinal nerve fiber layer thickness was thinner in the migraineers with aura, although only the average thickness and the temporal quadrant were a statistically significant difference. How does retinal nerve fiber layer thinning associated with migraines compare with retinal nerve fiber layer thinning associated with glaucoma? Well, the results of our study revealed that temporal quadrant retinal nerve fiber layer thickness was significantly thinner in my great patients compared with that of age-match healthy target. Our results in migraine patients deviate from the common observation that in glaucoma, retinal nerve fiber layer thinning occurs predominantly in the superior and inferior peripapillary sectors. In the migraine patients, is the temporal quadrant, while in the glaucoma patients are the superior and inferior sectors of retinal nerve fiber layer. Does this difference reflect the difference in the anatomy of the vasculature involved in glaucoma and the vasculature involved in the vasospastic events associated with migraines? Well, as you know, vasospasm has been implicated in migraine infarction. And there is an interesting paper that hypothesized that a vasoconstrictive substance in, in, into the systemic circulation could also cause retrobulbar arterial vasospasm. And that paper found that not only the central retinal artery, but also the posterior ciliary arteries during the headache periods in migraineus showed a vasospasm. And the posterior ciliary arteries supply the blood of the temporal and nasal regions of the retina. As you know, the arterial supply to the superficial nerve fiber layer is biocentrically arranged originally from the central retinal artery. However, the posterior ciliary arteries are in arteries and between them, there is a phone called a watershed phone. And then I think, in fact, we have hypothesized that the vasospasm in the posterior ciliary artery may justify the findings of our study. Does the severity of the migraines, uh, the MIDAS score, or the length of history of migraines correlate with the degree of retinal nerve fiber layer thinning? Yes, yes, we found that the eyes with a length history of, of the, a length of migraine history at or above the median showed a significantly thinner average thickness. Superior, inferior, and temporal retinal nerve fiber layer thickness compared with those below the median, then it seems that in the migraineus, that the loss of retinal nerve fiber layer is a continued process. Do migraines potentiate the visual field loss in patients with glaucoma? 
Well, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. See, if migraine, as you know, migraine was associated for many years with glaucoma, especially, especially with normal tension glaucoma. But is migraine a risk factor or a epiphenomenon? Well, it seems that migraine is a risk factor, not only in patients with glaucoma, but also in, in patients without glaucoma. What happens in patients with glaucoma? Well, if, we, if you have two different diseases that contribute to the loss of retinal nerve fiber layers, you should think that migraine will potentiate visual field loss in patients with glaucoma. Antonio, do you think that the degree of nerve fiber layer thinning associated with migraines is clinically significant from an ophthalmological point of view? Uh, is it something that is an indicator of what's going on with a patient neurologically, or do you think that this is something that's ultimately going to prove to be a pathology of the patient's eye? Well, I think that it's important for the ophthalmologist it's essential to realize that the mean age of our patients was about 29 years. If even in these patients there were a loss of retinal nerve fiber layers, what will happen 30 years later when the mean age of these patients will be 60 years? Should retinal nerve fiber layer thickness be monitored in migraine patients in the same way we clinicians do with glaucoma patients? And if so, to what therapeutic end? The, my answer to the first question is yes, of course. I, I think that retinal nerve fiber layer should be monitored in my great patients. And not only for the importance of the loss of retinal nerve fiber layer, but also for the problem to diagnose glaucoma. How many patients with migraine and 60 years have glaucoma. There will be patients with glaucoma. There will be patients only with migraine, but with a clinical damage of the retinal nerve fiber layer, and there will be both. And then I think that it's very important to monitor the retinal nerve fiber layer thickness in migraine. In fact, I think that there's a the take-home message, not for the ophthalmologist, if not to the GPs. Antonio, this is a, a super interesting study. Let me ask you this. What do you do in your own practice? Well, we are in, in fact, this, this study, as I said in the beginning of the interview, was designed as a prospective cross-sectional study. We continue measuring the retinal nerve fiber layer in these patients and looking at the possibility to a progressive damage. And now we are receiving many patients of, with a diagnosis of with a diagnosis of migraine, and I think that also probably one every twice years could be a very good choice to measure in the retinal nerve fiber layer and the study the visual field and so on. I think that the monitoring of these patients is not is not as frequent as glaucoma are. But every two years could be a very good uh, period between uh, consults. Antonio Martinez, thank you so much. You're welcome. It was my pleasure to talk to you.
Antonio Martinez is Director of Glaucoma at the Instituto Galileo de Ophthalmologia in La Coruña, Spain. His paper, Retinal Nerve Fiber Layer Thickness Measurements Using Optical Coherence Tomography in Migraine Patients, appears in the August 2008 issue of the British Journal of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Martinez or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines in the United States style area code 646-808-0231, in the United Kingdom dial 020-7558-8275, or Skype J Young MD. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.